November 25th, and for all those who celebrate, it is in fact Neat Vember 2023. This is third, third annual. Third annual? Is that right? Well, it almost wasn't. That's what we need to address, Jason, because we had a massive diplomatic issue. I don't know if Adam even knows this. Maybe I'm. That's that's true. We should probably let's let's do that part first, and then we'll recover from that so that Mm. people forget that. Welcome, by the way, Adam. Good to have you. Hello. Thanks for having me back. The holiday you didn't even know you invented. So we have a we have a shared calendar for the show, as you would imagine. Any any you know prosperous enterprise podcast that's enterprise. Thank you. Um, whether or not you're on a cast might have a shared calendar to keep track of things like show recordings, guest appearances for sacred holidays and such. Um, I popped into my calendar the other day, just looking to see why I had a notification randomly. That's weird. It's kind of a holiday here for us in the U S so I wouldn't be expecting any meeting invites. Lo and behold, um, a little holiday we like to call Neat Vember was shown as being deleted from the calendar by one, I don't want to call it, I won't mention his name. I'll just say his initials are Andrew Canyon. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, wait a second. What has happened in the world to where Neat Vember has been canceled? Adam will never talk to us again. Long story short, it was a it was a mistake. It was a, a a fat finger, if you will. It has been restored to the calendar. It is now recurring yearly as the heavens above intended. So we're okay there, but we do we do apologize for that miscommunication, uh, for that holiday being uh, removed from the calendar accidentally. I was doing a little spring cleaning because it is spring here in the southern hemisphere. Cleaning up the calendars, tidying things up, make sure blocks weren't unfairly overlapping. And I just, I saw Neat Vember and I think I just accidentally deleted it, which is a terrible international incident. And, and I felt, I felt sick to my stomach when I realized what I'd done. So thank you, Jason, for diplomatically stepping in. Thank you, Adam, for not you know, just eliminating me from your life. I didn't even know this happened until now, so it's all good. That's because we were so effective at managing the geopolitical situation that you weren't even aware. So we're bringing it up purely for entertainment purposes at this point. But our relationship with Andrew was pretty tenuous at that point. I may have a way to fix it, though, if you'll if you'll let me play. I've prepared. So I've, I have a prepared statement, if that's OK. If if you all will listen to my prepared statement, um, I would like to share that with you now. In in hopes that I can repair this 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 just atrocity that has happened. So let me just play that for you now. Hey there, gather round. It's a digital rave in the world of omg.lol, where the vibes are brave. Adam's at the helm, steering through cyber waves in Neat Vember, where we dance in our virtual caves. Neat Vember, oh, you're a digital dream. Pixels and codes and the coolest themes. Adam's leading the way in this cyber stream, Neat Vember, where we're all on the same team. 
Domains light up like stars in the night, each one unique, shining oh so bright. In this virtual space, creativity takes flight in neat vember where every idea feels just right. In this corner of the net where the cool cats play, we're making magic in the om.lal way. Adam's vision, a beacon, leading the day, in neat vember where we all have a say. Neat vember, a celebration of flair, a community vibe floating in the air. With Adam's guidance, we're a remarkable pair, neat vember, a digital affair. So here's to the moments in pixels we trust, in neat vember where being neat is a must. With Adam and omg.lol in the digital dust, we're creating a world that's fair and just. Wow. Boy, that was epic. What, what where did that where did that come from? What How did that come to be? I think you I think you'll you'll find uh it's a little known place known as the heart is where that came from, <laughs> Adam. Um the promy. <laughs> It almost got all the words right too. So I have to say, you know, things are getting better in the world of, uh, of, uh, generative AI. <laughs> now for people who are very confused at this point, people who maybe are listening to hemispheric views later in the, what is it? Journey sounds very cliched and painful. The run, the feed, and who may not know who Adam Newbold is, our special guest. We're talking the creator of Omgalol, as Jason calls it, or omg.lol. I'm pretty sure that's how you prefer to say it, Adam, not omgalol. We're just confirming that on the show. I'm cool with either either pronunciation. There's no right or wrong way to do it. Great. You're very flexible. And we've had him on before. Need members a lot of fun. And this is revisiting, seeing what he's up to. And uh, maybe from what I can see in the show notes here, something about Fun facts about Kentucky. I'm very, very curious to see what you can bring out that you might not have already said. So, listeners, thank you for joining the ride again. Before we launch into that, I need to just one thing. People are also going to be saying, it's Adam Newbold. It's Omgalol. Why is it called Neat Vember? Can we just clarify that? Oh, yeah. Because that point. makes no sense if you don't know. Yeah. Uh, so, my, my tiny little company that I formed to kind of give myself legal protection against the internet is called Neatnik, Neatnik LLC. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that's the origin of the uh, Neatvember term. Thank you. And now we're not here to talk to you about that at all. We're here to talk to about Kentucky, talk to you about Kentucky. So far away, what do you got for us? Kentucky. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, wow. Um, Pressure's on. I, I should have prepared. I, I didn't know this. I I didn't have access to show notes or anything ahead of time. So I'm so sorry, but. Yeah, no, no, don't no, put pressure on yourself. It's really a bullet list of crap that we maybe will talk about. <laughs> gotcha. So you, you just want some you just want some fun facts about Kentucky? Yeah, well think about it. Take this is a this is a a bihemispherian show. Martin and I down Global. Martin it's and a, I it's down a global here phenomenon. In the, in the hot southern antipodes. We hear about this place called Kentucky. Our only reference point is the colonel and the chicken. I'm sure we're not the only ones, okay? Now, in the US, of course, they all know, oh, yeah, it's the state. KY is the abbreviation and K-O-O-L is what it is. But not everybody has that insight. So just wonder if you could bring us to your home of Kentucky. What is it like? What's, what's the vibe? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really nice state. Uh, no, sorry, it's a commonwealth. Um, we have four commonwealths in the United States, um, Kentucky, Virginia. Oh, man, I, I didn't prepare for this. 
Um, there's two other ones. Um, <laughs> hopefully Virginia's one. Hopefully I didn't get that wrong. But anyway, yeah, we have four things, four entities that don't want to be called states. They want to be called commonwealths. Um, Kentucky's one of them. Yeah, it's it's a it's a neat place. A lot of a lot of interesting history. Um, used to be really well known for its tobacco production before all that sort of came crashing down when uh, the tobacco industry imploded in the '90s. Um, after all the the whistleblowers and finding out about the uh, <laughs> deliberate attempts to get kids addicted to cigarettes and. So tobacco production has fallen, but we we managed to replace that with um, another hazardous vice, uh, bourbon. So the the bourbon industry yeah. is thriving here. Um, I thought you were going to say yeah, vaping. Kentucky. <laughs> no, no, there's plenty of that going on. Um, I have two kids in high school, and I hear all about that nonstop. The uh, the vaping that takes place all over the place. Kids vaping in classrooms, like literally vaping. In front of teachers, surreptitiously. Apparently, there are ways to do that. I have no idea, but but no, yeah. Um, bourbon and horses are really big here. Um, so another thing that's like embroiled in controversy and and uh, um, yeah, the the horse racing industry is is uh, it's got a lot of really really negative aspects to it. I mean, it's fun to watch horses fly around tracks and stuff. It's kind of cool, but like horses get hurt. It's it's not a great thing overall, but. Yeah, so this is kind of depressing. I also all the all the horses that they make drink bourbon. That's not great either. <laughs> that's not a good sport. Mm-mm. No, we do not no. condone horses drinking bourbon here on the show. The bourbon is huge, though. Brings back a memory of when I was a child, and Jason, this is going to be one for you in the show notes. Uh, it was an ad. It was an ad for. I don't know if it was um, Jim Beam or the black one. Um, what should I call it? Johnny Walker. Thank you. Uh, but they showed it was some like yeah they talked about it being you know stilled in barrels or you know aged in barrels and they had this little barn as you walk you know and had the narrator told a story about this bourbon and in the the depth of Kentucky I do remember this now does everybody live in that sort of rural barn situation in Kentucky because no. it was very no no. <laughs> no, no, no. There's there's like three or four large cities in the state and then, um, you know, suburbs and things like that around them. But you really don't have to drive far. It is interesting. You, you, you know, I could get in my car and drive for 30, 40 minutes in any single direction. And I, I will see those barns like it doesn't take long. Um, I'll be in a place where, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of rural stuff, pastures with horses. My wife and I actually were just on a drive earlier today and, and uh, drove past a whole bunch of horse farms. Um, and we were within like 20 minutes of our house, um, which is itself like in a big city. So yeah, the state, I mean, it's, there's a lot of rural parts. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting place. Although I don't know, I get the sense that there's probably a lot of places that are like that where, cities kind of have sort of well-defined boundaries and then you sort of get to the outskirts. It's a little bit of suburbs and then boom, next thing you know, you're in rural land. I don't know. I don't know what it's like in Australia. I don't know if it's like that there, but. Well, um, you do raise a good point and I'm sorry to derail it slightly, but I'm going to go into a slight little bit of hemispheric game show just for the moment. Oh, 
Because I noticed you were saying a word, one of my most hated words ever. I used to work I used to work for an agricultural company and the word you are saying is one that I also was challenged with. And now I would like to just go round the table and have each of us say this word in the way that we think it should be said. And that word is spelled R U R A L. Okay, so Adam, we've just heard you say that a few times. So if you could just say in your best Kentucky accent. I'm from New York originally, so I, I don't quite have the Kentucky <laughs> accent, but but I pronounce it as rural. Okay, thank you. Uh, Martin? Rural. 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 And Jason? I either do an uh, R-U-A-L, rural, or I do a rural, depending on how I'm feeling. Okay. And now I'm embarrassed to say rural. 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 Oh, gosh. Rural. See, I, I, oof. I can't do it. Rural. Rural. It's not an easy word to say. <laughs> It's it's the same R that's in February. It's like you don't really want to say it, but it's there. You kind of feel like you have to. You have to acknowledge it. I, I never knew yeah. how to say it. In all those years working for that guy, I, I had to leave the company because I, I couldn't work in the industry anymore because I couldn't <laughs> say rural. Okay, well, now we have to go around and say the month that Adam just said. Oh, okay. Because there's going to be some difference there. Sure. Oh. Oh, February. Okay, that's Jason's. Adam? <laughs> February. Andrew? February. And I say February. So, who knows what's going on? Although I probably sound like, February, hello. So, who knows? February, hello there. February, February, first of, first of February. Martin, I love how you took a, a four-syllable word and got it down to two syllables. That's very efficient. It's very Australian. That's, that's all. That's, that's all like about. the number one thing they know how to do is like, let's take any amount of language and cut it down by like a sixth. Well, it's funny you say that because I kind of pronounce it with the same, and I'm not trying to sound, I don't know what the word is, cultivated, but I think English, as in the way Australians borrowed from British English, would we say things like laboratory and territory with those kind of, it's a different spelling, and then I kind of Aluminium. apply that to- Well, yeah, anyway, February and that sort of thing. So, yeah, aluminium, that's a good one. Yeah, that's my favourite. Well, speaking- Speaking of Kentucky and words that have unexpected R's in them, um, when I first moved here um, in the 90s, I was 12 going on 13. Massive culture shock for me because I grew up in a, a really small town in upstate New York and uh, moved to a, a large city, the largest city in Kentucky, Louisville. Louisville is how you're supposed to pronounce whoa, it. Here. Whoa. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that's a whole other story. We, we can talk about the- Oh, no. The, how to pronounce the city. But- um, I, I started to encounter people here who, you know, the, the accent was like, you know how when you're in unfamiliar territory, everything is is sort of like in your mind, it's kind of exaggerated. So the accents all sounded so much more intense to me at first. I mean, I was I was really just trying to adapt to everything. And but the biggest shock of all was the first time I heard somebody say the word warsh. Um like they're going to wash their car. And I'm like, what, what, what did that person just say? Like, was that a mistake? Uh, no, no. Like that's how some people pronounce the word wash here. Um, there's an R in there and I don't know where it comes from or it's, it's the R once again, like we're all haunted by this, by this crazy R. We talked horses. We talked bourbon, but we forgot the one in the middle, the second most important thing, which is that 
every iPhone that gets delivered in the United States goes through Adam's backyard. He's responsible for delivering every iPhone in the United States. They go through Anchorage, then they go to his house, and then they go to all of our houses. That's a pretty big deal. Really? It's a depot, is it? No, we do have the the UPS Worldport here, as it's called. And uh, Worldport is massive. Um, You can drive on Interstate 65, um, Interstate 264. These are two large expressways here. And um, you can see the UPS facilities just like going on endlessly visually. Um, They just built a huge new hangar. Uh, which is really cool. It's like a huge thing and a big sight to behold. Um, but yeah, this is the hub for North America for UPS. So pretty much everything coming in internationally and a lot of domestic stuff will get routed through here. It's it's pretty crazy. So can I just kind of deducing from what you've been saying here, are we fair to conclude that with this bombshell, you personally misplaced Andrew's first iPhone? No, no, I said U.S. I specifically said U.S. <laughs> I heard international for a reason. There, I want to make sure. Why do you think I deleted that calendar entry, hey? <laughs> I followed the saga of Andrew's phone. Um, even even the the reference to it, I think, what just in the last episode, um, there, there it was brought up again. Um, and yeah, with I followed it with great disappointment and an embarrassment on behalf of. Uh, we're really on behalf of nothing at all because we didn't touch it. And it didn't enter the United States at all, I don't think. On behalf of the Commonwealth of Kentucky. That's right. <laughs> uh, look, the fault lies entirely with Star Trek, a division of Australia yeah. Post. Yeah, and every time you... you is, that, is that actually spelled like the same as the series? Like, are, are you saying Star Trek, T-R-E? No, no it's like Star Trek. Trek. Oh, Trek. Okay. <laughs> I kept thinking you were saying Star Trek. It's the accent. Sorry. And I'm like... That is the most like, like lawsuit charged name for a delivery company imaginable. Like Gene Roddenberry's descendants are getting ready to send a cease and desist. I, I, Especially anyway, when they don't this. deliver. Can you imagine? Like that just now it's just defamatory. <laughs> oh, well, no, Star Trek, terrible company. Terrible. 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 Not a sponsor. Another way to say uh, terrible. Terrible. So I suppose we should ask you, Adam, uh, away from all this silliness and blaming you for issues with Star Trek slash track, um, what has actually been happening over the past year at Omgalol slash OMG.LOL? I can see some things that Jason and Andrew, I think, have popped on our end, but it'd be good to hear from you. What have you been excited about? What's been going on? Yeah, um, there's, there was a lot of things that, that I started earlier in the year. Um, and then I had a really busy second half of the year. So it's, it's been, it's been a little tough. It's been a little frustrating for me, to be honest, because, um, there's a lot I want to do. I mean, there's, there's so much I want to do. There's, there's things that I've started to work on and, and things that I, that I have planned that I'd like to work on. Um, and time is just not on my side. (laughs) I mean, I have a full-time job. I have a career outside of this. I have, you know, a, a family. I have a lot of things that that pull my attention away from from you know the passion project that that um, Amgalal is, and uh, 
so yeah, that's been a little frustrating. But no, earlier this year, I, I launched, well, at the tail end of last year, I launched a weblog. And my goal was to steadily work on that um, throughout the year. And, uh, and I kind of failed at that goal, to be honest. Like, I've, I've done things to it here and there. Um, yeah, I'm getting the, the thumbs up from, um, from Jason, which I appreciate. But yeah, no, there's still so much more to do with it. And um, I think there's a, a bunch of people out there that really enjoy using it. But I feel so bad that, that it's not in the state that I want it to be. I mean, I know I'll get it there eventually. But um, launched a new uh, photo sharing thing earlier this year as well. And um, tons of plans for that, but just haven't had time to really to really um, unfurl all that and really get into it. Um, but I'm really excited about what's coming up around the corner. I've, I've got some more plans around bringing more things in-house and, and relying on external entities a little bit less for things like, like DNS. Um, the, all of the different um, subdomains that are managed on omg.lol all go through this uh, large DNS provider that I use that um, they're really great. They're, they're great folks. They do an amazing job. Um, but it's, it's really kind of expensive. <laughs> and I want to bring a little bit more of that in-house and um, at the same time, give more people more uh, flexibility over, over DNS, um, allow people to set up things like um, DNSSEC, which is um, like a new security protocol around DNS. Um, so I've got some, some plans around that. And I'm also working on... Um, just beefing up the general hosting infrastructure. And so I have some things in the works around that as well that I'm really excited about. So it sounds like you're voluntarily taking on the worst part of the internet, which is DNS. That makes absolutely no sense yeah. to anybody. You change one thing, you wait four hours to see if you got it wrong or right. Like you're taking that on as a project. You're, you're nuts, mate. <laughs> Not to mention running like social server stuff on Mastodon, which has its own risk of having to moderate people. So you're a busy man. I'm confused though. Cause like, it sounds like you're very busy, but like, what are the rest of your 4,600 plus employees doing? That's what I don't understand. I'm very confused. Like, it sounds like you're almost like a, a one person shop doing all of this. Like what is everyone else doing? That's, that's what I want to know. Um, I'm just really bad at delegating. No, I'm kidding. Actually, that's not, <laughs> that is true. Pe people who know me professionally will, will like laugh and, and agree, um, probably angrily. Uh, but no, I, I am a one, one person deal here. It's, it's, uh, sole proprietorship. Um, just me kind of doing my thing. And, and I keep thinking at some point, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, you know, figure out the right the right next move and, and turn this into something slightly bigger and slightly more industrious and maybe be able to take some folks on that I can actually afford to pay and, and turn it into something a little bit bigger. Um, but the thought of that is also really intimidating as well. Um, because, you know, when it's just you doing your own thing, sort of being your own boss, um, you know, everything feels so much more, um, uh, I don't know how to really describe it. It just feels neatly self-contained and the universe, you can see all, all ends of it from start to finish. And as soon as something gets large enough that, you know, you're, you're paying other people to help you with it, it, it 
takes on a life of its own and it changes, I think, in a way. So so that's kind of exciting and scary at the same time. I'm not there yet, so I don't have to worry about it. But it's something I think about from time to time. It feels like the last year since we spoke to you, probably the big change has been the absolute explosion or implosion of of Twitter slash X and the um, the transition to Mastodon as a viable alternative, particularly for the nerds. Um, you you run now a Mastodon instance, the best Mastodon instance on the net, social.lol. I love it. Um, but I can, I, I can't even imagine how challenging that must be. And I also live in fear of like, is this costing you time and money? <laughs> it seems like quite a big enterprise, um, especially as Mastodon has grown. Can you just speak to us a little bit about all of that? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I do run social.lol. Um, social.lol is the, the little, uh, social wing of, of Amgalol. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun to run that. Um, it's, it's not hard actually. I mean, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to give anybody the impression that, that, you know, spinning up a Mastodon instance and running it is, is easy. Um, cause it's not, it comes with its share of technical challenges every now and then something breaks. Um, but we've got a really great community. We've got a really wonderful group of people that, that are plugged into this. It's not an open instance, you know, most of the Mastodon instances out there are ones that anybody can just pick one and, and walk into it, sign up, you're good to go. You're posting um, tons of open instances out there, and I, I think they're wonderful. And, and I think the people that run them are doing the internet a great service. Um, I'm not running one though. I I'm running a uh, private instance. It's just for Amgalal members, and um, because of that, it it keeps 100% of the riffraff out. Moderation is a dream. Like there's never. A moderation report that comes in about or against any of our users. Um, the only moderation stuff that comes in is people that are reporting stuff from other instances and they just want me to know about it so I can, you know, either block that instance if it's a problematic instance or, um, you know, filter out or block the user that's, you know, causing problems. It's very rare. It happens very infrequently. There was one a couple days ago, um, it was just a, a scam bot that was from a different instance and it was DMing people and it's like, okay, no problem. Just click a button. They're gone. Um, but yeah, I, I, overall, I'm, I'm really lucky to be able to run an instance that is, it's not huge. It doesn't have, you know, thousands and thousands of people. I think the total um, active user stat, I haven't actually looked at the stats in a while, but as of a few months ago, it was around 700 and something active users. Um so, you know, it, it doesn't cost a fortune to run. Um, you know, it's, 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 you know, I think it's on a 30 or $40 a month server. So, you know, it's, it's not, you know, free, but, um, but the, the Amgalal revenue more than covers it. So it's, it's, uh, it's all pretty straightforward. It's, it's a great, it's a great place. I love the people that, that are on it. I mean, that's, that's really the the best part of all of it is the really interesting, creative, fun people that, that have um, put themselves out there on on social.lol and are making things and sharing things and um, sharing ideas, sharing their work. Um, there's a ton of really creative people in this community, and I'm really grateful for that. Everyone send Adam $4.25 USD right now.
425. Why, why that amount? That that actually that was my first hourly rate in 1994. It was the federal U.S. minimum wage in in the 90s was 425 an hour. So I don't know if that's a, a reference to that. Probably not. But I feel like that is appropriate for for what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I'll send you I'll send you six dollars thirteen Australian because that was my first rate of pay. Yeah, if you could just send your first job hourly rate to Adam, that would be great. Thank you. Well, I just want to say quickly about social.lol. One of the things that I'm really grateful for, for your service, and I say services in one of the many services within the service, it's just layer upon layer of service. Really. Adam as a service. It's just huge. What, it re- what I really love about it, although you also have the weblog element too, it kind of... Because we all came here, people who've listened to the show for a while know about micro.blog as the thing that brought us together. But Twitter slash X was always this kind of thing of, do I use it the same way as that? Or what's the micro.blog situation? But having social.lol as this beautiful, openly connected Fediverse element with the security of a kind of paid subscription meant that it actually freed me up to use things like micro.blog or other blogging services for those purposes and bring that kind of conversation and you know, the best of Twitter kind of interaction to your service. So personal thank you very selfishly for kind of, I don't know, you gave me some direction in how to use things. And I don't miss Twitter at all because I have this wonderful thing that taps into Mastodon. So kudos to you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Forget Twitter. Uh, oh, Jason has his hand raised. I, I have a question for Martin, the, the, uh, the PhD in the, in the realm of social media. Not yet, but um, thank you. There's this this whole, and I'm gonna I'm gonna preempt myself and save you from having to add bleeps in here. So I'm gonna keep this. I thank you as non bleepable. Yeah, you're, I forget who's editing, but whoever's editing, you're welcome ahead of time. Um, there's this like Twitter or X, formerly known as Twitter, thing mm-hmm. that's in like every article, and I honestly can't be bothered. That's your problem for ruining your own branding. Um, What's the what's the kind of media ecology look outlook on this in terms of this like X formerly known as Twitter thing? Because as as a individual, you ruined your own brand. That's not my fault. Like, sorry, not sorry. What what is your take on this? I'm just curious. Sorry, this is a whole start side tangent, but you were talking about it, so I'm I'm very curious. Are you asking me or Adam? I'm asking you because you're like in this stuff as like a you know professional oh okay cool well i'll start and others can join in how about that i'm sure, sure. i have views. Yeah. it is hemispheric views after all andrew you have your hand it up is. yeah i have a business point to raise it just popped into my head oh, but good. you go first business comes second go ahead martin look i haven't read all of the literature on this specific topic right or this case study but my view of it is it kind of highlights the invisible materiality of the internet and the web and how it actually affects branding decisions. So if you think, oh, Elon Musk walks in and goes, this is now X and everyone goes, oh, okay, sure. First of all, there's the brand to consider. So you've got all of this cultural currency and it's in the vernacular tweet, you know, words that- I, I knew he was gonna have something good. <laughs> that mean, Thank you, that means something. But he's obviously thought, oh, we'll do away with that. 
I'm transformative. I'll bring the new language in. Who cares? But he suddenly hit this roadblock of if you type in twitter.com or all of these URLs that link to Twitter, not to mention all of the icons across the web that actually point to it, there are servers behind all this. There is actual digital infrastructure which necessitates or is lengthening this thing that we've all called Twitter. And I'm sure Adam would have a lot to say about this as someone who runs servers and digital assets, right? We're still calling it Twitter slash X or having to moderate it or make sense of all of this because although we're becoming more, quote unquote, comfortable with the idea of it being called X, it still is Twitter.com. And so much of it is based on Twitter. So I think it kind of highlights that for all of the wonderful airy fairy brand decisions that might have been made in some corporate HQ kind of office, when push comes to shove and you actually have to make these digital things transfer to something else, there's actual physical stuff that has to be changed. So we're in this uncomfortable transitional period. Hope that all makes sense. I, I found that to be a, a very uh, a very nice and very diplomatic answer. I <laughs> I I'm just frustrated that the question even has to exist. I think you know I'll just say it. I'll I'll be the the bad guy here. Like I think there's only one person in the entire world that thinks that the renaming was a good idea. And um, I, I've never met or encountered or heard from anyone else that that thinks that it was, it was the right move. Um, so yeah. It was I, idiotic. That's what it was. Yeah. Thank, thank you for, for calling it like it is. Uh, yeah. I think most of us are just waiting for like hoping that it's just like a phase and waiting for the name to just kind of revert back. Um, I, I, at least that's how I feel. Like every day I hear somebody talk about X and I, I roll my eyes and it's like, that's got to be temporary. Like it's, it's going to go back to Twitter. It has to, but I don't know. We'll see. So my business corner hot take, and I have not thought about this at all, and I've not heard anybody else mention it. So it's probably entirely wrong is that perhaps it's some balance sheet management option because you have Twitter as goodwill, like an intangible asset, the brand, you get rid of that and suddenly you offload a lot of goodwill from a balance sheet. So the valuation goes down because you're no longer carrying that, that goodwill. I have no idea. I have no idea, but I know that he's, he owes banks and financiers a lot of money. And maybe if you adjust the valuation of the company through eliminating goodwill intangibles, you might be doing yourself a favor. I don't know. It's just a hot take. That audio clip right there, Andrew, will be entered into evidence in an SEC hearing that Elon Musk will have to attend at some point. So uh, well done making the the federal government's case on what's going on there. I think what I find fascinating about the word intangible that you used, Andrew, is that it kind of shows how ridiculous and unusual we are as humans compared to every other being on the planet, where we take things and make them totally abstract. We imagine things that never exist or have any kind of physicality, and then we make them real and we make these problems for ourselves. So it's just a gigantic shit show of imagination and poor business decisions. Adam, what, what's One Prime Plus? Do you know about it? Are you, are you familiar with this? One Prime Plus? Absolutely. I am a One Prime Plus member. Everyone what? should be a One, One Prime Plus member. Everyone and, should, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's like, you know, it's every it you know, you should you should get a driver's license if if you need to drive, you should uh you should vote and you should join One Prime Plus at oneprimeplus.com. Like these are just, you know, civic things that that are uh you know, they're just staples of daily life for everyone or they should be anyway. Globally, it's like the one true globalism is that everyone should really be one prime plus it unites the hemispheres it is it is the common uh denominator amongst us all one prime plus.com you do get hemispheric news that's one that's one benefit there yeah. it's fun okay you get fun stuff so there you go best sales pitch of them all and it's not even on a cast so there you go subscribe one prime plus.com it's in the long game of something that no one in the internet knows about, including the three of us, how they work. Um, you've implemented these, so clearly you know what they are. And those are pass keys. Those are these things that everybody tells us they're the best thing in the world. You're never going to need passwords again. And they solve all the world's problems. No one knows how they work. Can you elaborate at all on what is a pass key? Why do we want a pass key? And 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 just what what are they? Why are they good? Yeah, no, I'd I'd love to. Passkeys passkeys are awesome. I mean, they're they're new. It's it's a new technology. So like any new technology, it's it's gonna be a little bumpy at first. Um, I run into problems, and and I hear from other people who have some glitches here and there, and that's just part of it being a new thing. Um, but I think before long they'll be. They'll be really stable and they'll be, um, I honestly think that, that they're going to kill passwords. It's, it's inevitable that the password, I know it sounds like a really big deal. Like, like, you know, we, we've just all had passwords all our lives and we can't imagine a world in which we don't use passwords, but pass keys are going to, they're going to bring us to that world. Uh, so what is a pass key? A pass key is, um, I'm actually not really good at explaining this kind of stuff, but I'll, I'll do my best. You're better it, than we are. It uses, so for, for, the, for all the nerds out there, and there's plenty of you out there, um, it uses public key cryptography, um, which is like the same thing that, you know, that, that's been around for, for a while now. And, and, you know, people were, you know, sending emails with PGP keys and things like that. So, so some people may be familiar with that. It's it's really the same technology. It's a um, a public key and a private key, and um, your pass key is is effectively you know both of those things. Um, and your device holds on to the to the private key um, because it's private, and it doesn't go anywhere else. It doesn't leave your device. It's ultra secure. Um, most implementations are backed by, you know, biometric protection. So if you're in the Apple ecosystem, you're going to use, you know, face ID or touch ID to unlock your pass key, um, to, to use it. And, um, the public key, the corresponding public key that goes with your private key, that's what, um, that's what the, the different services that you're logging into and the different things that you're visiting on the internet that's what they have and that's okay for them to have that because it is by definition a public key so uh, the public key and the private key in a pass key are um 
the public key is derived from the private key. So a public key is able to determine if if you know a piece of data that's presented to it is in fact its private key. Um, and or maybe I got that backwards. See, I, like I said, I'm not really great at explaining this kind of stuff. But basically, with the private key um, <clears throat> on your device, your your private key. I believe the way it really works is your private key signs a message that only can be signed with the private key. Um, and the public key can validate that the message was signed with that private key. So all this takes place really quickly when you when you log into a website with a pass key. Um, basically, there's this little handoff of a message that gets signed and then it gets validated. And then the service is like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that really is you holding that, that private key that goes with this public key. So we're going to let you log in now. Um, but, you know, to the on, on the surface, it really does feel like magic. If If folks haven't tried this yet, I, I encourage everyone to just, you know, find a piece of software on your chosen device or operating system that supports pass keys and just play around with it. Um, it really does feel like magic. It almost feels insecure in a way because it's so easy and fast and simple, but it actually is tremendously secure. And it's, it's more secure than a password. Um, a password is something that, you know, that can get it can get out there, um, you know, whereas a pass key, you, it's really hard to like, especially in the Apple ecosystem, you know, you have to like work really hard to like get at that private key and export it or move it around or something. It's, it's, it's so much more secure. Um, you don't have to worry about forgetting your password. Like you can't forget a pass key. It's, you've just got it in your, in your device. Um, so yeah, I'm a huge fan of passkeys. I really do feel like they are the future. Um, the security benefits are are tremendous, and uh, you know the the only downside at this point is just the the you know kind of shaky implementation in in certain different pockets of browsers and operating systems. It's just not all there yet, just because it's so new. Two questions. Number one. How many NFTs do I need to be able to use passkeys? Question two, can you give us a website purely at random where passkeys are available to try out? Yeah, so um, no NFTs needed. I know I mentioned public key cryptography, uh, and I know that that's, that word is going to, like, it's going to inevitably make some people, like, involuntarily, uh, you know, squint and and feel uncomfortable public key cryptography i can't speak has been around forever it like long predates bitcoin and and cryptocurrencies and things like that um it's it's good stuff uh but no no nfts necessary um you you can you can use all the fungible tokens you want with your pass keys um and uh all right as for trying pass keys um Actually, there's a, uh, let me find it real quick. Somebody set up a really nice demo. No, 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 this, no, no, no. I, no, I know, no, I know. No, I, no, no. <laughs> let me just, let me just stop you there trying to, trying to push something else here. Um, question number two, <laughs> re-edit. Uh, what's a website where someone could go to try one of these wonderful pass keys? Well, I, I happily support them on omg.lol there it um, is but yes. if you wanted to try try it for free and not have oh, to he's too good. for omg.lol okay, you can go to sure. passkey 
It's passkeys.io. Um, oh, there's boy. a really nice free demo there if, if anyone wanted to to give that a spin. Martin and Andrew, you you saw, like, I tried. Can you just acknowledge, like, I tried and... This passkeys.io dude better sign up to oneprimeplus.com. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I still think passkeys are weird personally and i like yeah the future whatever i get it but i think we'll get there i appreciate the like extra like talk about it i still think it's going to be a while for people like people still don't understand passwords frankly like somehow that's still like wait what do you mean i have to have like a different password for a different website like what i don't understand like it's still gonna be a while, but I guess I'm I'm happy that maybe this will be easier in the future for for the vast majority of people. I don't know. Do you, Andrew Martin? Do you either of you have passkeys? Use passkeys? Care about passkeys? Aware of them, not actively using them, but this is now an excuse to actually spend a spare five minutes looking at it at omg.lol. But uh, yeah, I, I agree that most people have. Ah, what's this thing? Why do they have to be different? I mean, I know neighbors who are just like, yeah, just, you know, toss the key under the mat. It's all right. It's like really lax views on any form of security. So I doubt computers are even high on the list. But again, kudos to you, Adam, for trying to make a difference and educate people here. Yeah, I, I use it. I use them on Omgalol. I don't know if I've enabled them anywhere else where they've where they exist. I think yeah, you know, I think because I have I use one password as my password manager. And so passwords themselves are not a giant hassle because it autofills. Um so I just the effort of converting any, I haven't bothered. Plus it's electron, so it's a great experience. You're really happy with it. <sighs> it's still a terrible I, I miss the old one. Um I am one if I didn't use a PC at work, I would have given up one password. But because I use a PC, they keep me in that net. But yeah, uh, pass keys. Um, I, I'm excited by their potential, but humans are sh- humans are bad. They are bad. I guess. Uh, can I be a luddite for a second and just say like the whole pass key thing? The the area that I find concerning cause in your one password world, I have literally one password, the name of the app, to get into this vault of all of these human readable things in an absolute catastrophe emergency flash forward to this future of pass keys of these indistinguishable blobs of garbage that I can't read or type out anywhere or even put forth as something to be accepted. I just like, we have to get to a point where that is a hundred percent accessible and like, when all of this shit is on AWS or whatever, and AWS goes down every other week, it's just not, doesn't fill me with confidence yet. And I'm not trying to be like a, you know, anti-technology person, but like at this point where I go to sign in to do a thing that is imperative for me to do right now and XYZ service is down, so I can't reach my pass keys and I have no fallback to a, human readable gobbledygook password of 30 characters like that doesn't fill me with confidence for the future 
And again, I know I, I, I completely sound like a anti-technology person, but that's where I feel like pass keys are right now. They're great. I think they're going to be great, but they're still like really early. And if they don't work, you better as well, you know, if I can't get into omg.lol right now to like change my header image, probably going to be fine. <laughs> if I can't get into like get my healthcare record that I need for like a thing, that seems more critical. So yeah, I just, I, I'm wondering if there's going to be a fallback at some point of everything is like always local or like, I don't ever have to reach the internet. It just feels like another thing that's tied to the internet almost in a way that now I'm relying on the internet again. And if I'm offline, cause I have crappy cell signal of my glorious five G six G 10 G. I don't know. It just, I feel like that is where people are going to be a little bit skeptical of the whole thing. I'm done being anti-technology by now. Actually, let me just put the line in now. Now I'm all f- all for pass keys. Let's go. No, those, those are really good concerns. Those are really good concerns, and uh, I I think I think a lot of the implementations. I'm not sure about one password. I know Apple's implementation has all your pass keys are synced on device, so you're you could go into airplane mode, and you're. I mean, well, you wouldn't be connecting to a thing that uses that needs a passkey in airplane mode but but you don't have to worry about about not having them with you i don't know if one password does the same like if if the the passkey is is locally cached it may be but every every service out there that you know that does passkey authentication um the one common denominator at all of this is like the email fallback the the ability to sign into something with a you know a link sent to your email or something like that, and um, it, it's nice, but it's also like it's just a, another terrifying reminder of just how important our email account security is. And um, yeah, that's a whole other topic for a whole other day, probably. But um, but yeah, every everybody is only as secure as your as your email account is. Adam, is there any other things you're looking forward to as we as we round out the neat vember for 2023? Things you're looking forward to in the rest of 2023 or 2024? I'm looking forward to hopefully finding ways of of just um boosting my own productivity and you know, I I've, I've got a a bug list um for Amgalol that's a mile long. I mean, they're all minor bugs. There's there's nothing major, but there's a lot of pesky things that that people have been asking for for a while. And um, I I'm really hopeful that that I can figure out like <laughs> maybe get some some Merlin Man productivity levels of of uh, of action going over here so that I can finally start to knock out those those bug lists. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to uh to to a lot of house housekeeping and um just a lot of a lot of basic fundamental stuff trying to maybe I, I think I did a lot last year. I I started to throw a lot of things out there and and planted a lot of really cool seeds. Um and now it's it's time to like help them grow and and part of that involves boring stuff like weeding and and fertilizing and so uh yeah weird gardening metaphors here sorry about that but um but yeah I'm 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 looking forward to putting on my 
gardening hat and gloves and uh, just taking care of things and helping to keep everything healthy and going in a good direction. I think that's I think the fact that you've put out so many things in the last 12 months, I don't think it would be any kind of admission of guilt to say like, hey, let's like let's work on some of the things that are already existing because there's there's so many I if I had to take a quiz right now of how many just you know little if you log into your account how many little blocks are there for different thingies that exist there's no way in hell I could name them all cuz there there are that many and they're all really great already so now and that was with like you know per per your kind of take on it like little effort I'll I'll say in your own kind of I feel like you're saying you've kind of just like put stuff out and like never touched it again, but like they basically went out as finished things in most people's eyes. So to go back now and do like a round two on a lot of this stuff is going to be fantastic. So I think that would be welcomed by all who, who pay for OMG and all those who will come in the next year. And I want to throw in here for people listening. There's no, this whole episode is not based on some, sponsorship arrangement or some backdoor business corner deals with fiscal blah 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 adam's on the show because we like him and we like his service so if you haven't tried it and you think it might be interesting whether it was pass keys web logs having a profile page on the on the web whatever go and check out omg.lol see how cool it is and how fun it is and the cool thing is you don't have to use all of it but you can and uh yeah, it's. I think this is just a lot of fun to do this sort of thing and just talk to friends on the web. That's what this podcast is all about. So don't think this is some shifty business thing. We're just here because we like his stuff. So you should too. Go and try it out. Email me directly and I'll give the first 10 people a year of OMG. Boom. Horn. I did say 10, right? I I said 10. You said 10. Did I say 10? Yeah, you, you said, said 10. 10. You said okay. 10. Okay, good. Just want to make sure that wasn't open-ended. <laughs> And I am now personally financing all of OMG for the next year. No. Speaking of giving away things, have we got something we were doing a giveaway? Giveaway! Horn, horn, (laughs) horn. (laughs) Insert horn noise. We did do a giveaway two episodes, two episodes ago? Three episodes ago. 90... It was 97, so it was two episodes ago, because this is 099, right before 0100. No, 100, Mm. sorry. Um, We did the giveaway for the Johnny Decimal workbook, right, in episode 97, where we asked folks to go through the entire back catalog, listen to every episode end-to-end, and find where we mentioned Johnny Decimal in past episodes. And submit that timestamp in Johnny Decimal format. A lot of steps, I know, but it was worth it because we got many entries. We dumped them in physically. I wrote them on ping pong balls. I dumped them in to a big number cage thing. I turned it around a hundred times and out popped one ping pong ball with the name on it. It was actually an email address. It was written really small. I won't give the email address right now. Don't want to dox anyone. But the RNG gods have responded with 
for the winner, the Johnny Decimal workbook worth, is it 47 or 37? 37? Somewhere between 37 and 47 (laughs) US dollars. The winner is Pascal. Woo! Boom. Horn, 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 confetti, balloons, fireworks, explosions. Congratulations. You have won the Johnny Decimal Workbook from episode 97. Congratulations. We will f- we'll follow up. And we will email you back with said code to redeem your Johnny Decimal Workbook. Now what you have to do is go rearrange your entire existence around Johnny Decimal and then reply back to that email with your new folder structure based on Johnny Decimal. That's the only caveat that you signed up for. You didn't know, but that was part of signing up for this uh, contest. So thank you. Fine print, baby. Yeah, you don't, you never, they never read the fine print ever. They accept the EULA every oh, time. Oh, they clicked accept so hard. They're like, give me that free book. Oh, little stars all over the place. Adam, thank you for taking the time to join Hemispheric Views again. Uh, you place a lot of trust in us as, I know, we're pretty casual. We do whatever, you know. Anyway, good to have you. Thanks for sparing the time. Well, thank you again for having me back. It was a lot of fun. We love having you. It's great. Domains light up like stars in the night, each one unique, shining oh so bright.